Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hommel, as always. I still think it'd be funny if I introduced myself as somebody else. Maybe someday I'll have a guest co-host and this will all make sense in the end. But I am joined today by one of my coaching clients, Sarah Borda. Sarah is a massage therapist, myofascial release therapist, owner of Body Heart Therapy Center located in Chester, New Jersey. And she just told me that she is celebrating 20 years in business this month. So I just want to congratulate you on that. That's a huge milestone and welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. Well, I'm a little nervous, but I'm happy. I love talking about these things. So this is, this will be fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for being nervous and doing it anyway. Cause some people <laughs> do say no. I'm like, do you have a great story? You want to come on? They're like, nope. <laughs> and then people miss out. So this is yeah. great. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like how did you become a myofascial release therapist? Is that what you always wanted to be when you grew up or what happened? No, I went through a really difficult divorce like 24 years ago. And during that time, I was about to jump out of my skin because I was so, I was in so much pain and it, I thought I was physical. Like I thought I knew I was physical, but I didn't realize until then that the emotional pain was showing up in my body. Like I couldn't live it. Like I, I went everywhere searching for some sort of relief in my body. So I wasn't consciously making this connection that my emotions live in my body, but I, I was suffering and I was in survival and I started getting all these different forms of touch and experiencing this whole new world. And I was talking to a psychologist too, but I realized it was the touch that was creating the resiliency in my process. Wow. It was so nourishing. And I felt so heard and held and honored and all of that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm just going where I feel good. And once I got through my process and you know moved into a more settled place in my life with my children... I was like, I got to do this for other people. Like everybody needs help, Mm -hmm. especially in deep transition times in their life. So in a way I came at it from the more emotional side of things. Mm -hmm. And also from this sort of like, I want to be there for people that are jumping without a net, you know, into a whole other structure of their life. And so then I went to massage school and I fell in love with the body and I'm not really a particularly scientisty physics kind of girl, but I started just loving it. And then, and then I went to, I had a massage and this was telling this massage therapist about my theory with the emotions and all that. And she said, well, then you need to go to a John Barnes seminar. I love it. He's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to John's first, my first seminar with John was just incredible. 
I saw that you know that woman that we've all seen shaking a car accident out of her body and i had a huge unwinding and i was like this is it this is my north star i've never been so sure of anything in my life mm -hmm. other than my children <laughs> yeah i feel the same when i went to my first seminar which seminar was it do you remember it was in king of prussia mm -hmm. and it was november of 2004. Okay. Was it like MFR one, fascial pelvis? Yeah, or... it was MFR one. Okay. Do you know, I took MFR one in King of Prussia as well. You did? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Whoa. I wonder if we were in the same class. Well, it was a few years later, but yeah, like, yeah. you never hear of them even being held there anymore. So that's just so funny. No, I know it's true. But yeah. I mean, I just never, it's so striking to me that, that I could be so sure of something. Mm, yeah. And then I never looked back after that. It was like, nope, no more massage. This is it. Yeah. How long were you a massage therapist ahead of that? Just a couple of years. Okay. Not yeah. too far down the road. That's how I was too. Yeah. Yeah. Not too married to it. But I remember being so frustrated with like touching these people. And it's like, why is this tissue not moving? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, and now it's yeah. like, because they're frozen fascia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes so much more sense now. Oh, yeah. What was going on in your business around the time when you found me and decided to join Raise Your Rate Bootcamp? So I had started doing some, some Instagram posts and playing around with it. And it's all new to me. Mm -hmm. And then um, another MFR therapist had told me, you know, you should check out Heather. She's getting really hot, you know, <laughs> and she's amazing and she's going to be amazing. And she's helping so I subscribed to you and I was like totally intimidated by you in the very beginning. I was like, I know I should do this, but she scares me. I know I should do this, but she scares me. And I was like, and you were like lingering in my brain for like months, you know, and it was sort of like a should, but I don't look scared. And I was listening to your little snippet podcast, which uh -huh. talked about and she was listening to my little audiograms, which are 60 second clips that I put on Instagram and Facebook. That's all. She wasn't even listening to the episodes. Not at all. So amazing. No. Okay. And you were saying these things that I was like, oh my God, she's like nailing it. Like somebody hears me and she's saying these things that I couldn't say, that mm -hmm. maybe I couldn't conceptualize, but that I was feeling. And so I knew that, like, I knew that I needed you, but I was still scared, you know. Mm -hmm. And then when you put the boot camp up, I had been thinking, like, for, for a year or two, like, I really need to raise my rates. I've got to kind of get my act together because I'm a hard worker. I spend a lot of time at work and I love what I do, but I'm 64 and my life is revamping. And I needed to have more space and try to figure out how to get the life that I want mm -hmm. at this age. And the Raise Your Rate Bootcamp was like the solution. And the, why I loved it was like, you gave me the science to, I hate the word justify, but to sort of to ground mm -hmm. what I needed to do to get the life that I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you gave me permission and the power to look at my numbers, which I didn't, I don't like looking at that stuff. Yeah. Nobody does, <laughs> right? Like if we all liked it, all of us MFR therapists would just be rich AF and like none of us would even need coaching, right? We'd just be like, 
we love our lives. We make so much money. We never <laughs> were totally unbothered by everything going on. So you came to Raise Your Rate Bootcamp because you you were thinking, if I just raise my rate, it will solve a lot of problems in my business as far as like, because you were like overbooking yourself, right? Like you were kind of working yourself to the bone in your business. Getting clients wasn't a problem. Yeah, I definitely. And that's sort of a work, a work in progress. I know you don't like that phrase, but you know, like... I like it. It's fine. I just knew that I needed a change. Mm-hmm. I was so tired of being so tired all yeah. the time. And I was starting to realize like it was showing up in my relationships. Like mm-hmm. I just don't have any bandwidth for any of the people I love. And I've got to figure out another way. And I did feel a little panicky because I was like, oh my God, it's just me. I have to figure all this stuff out all by myself. Like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. 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 So the support that you give, the container that you create is very supportive for me, whether no matter how little or much I do, I still feel like supported. Mm, I love that. Good. I'm like in this fishbowl, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, it's happening. So that's a frequency, I believe, like that's a vibratory frequency. So yeah. Okay. So you went through the boot camp, you came out of it, you joined group coaching. What did you get out of that first round? I think the first round was like this experience of group coaching. I'd never been in group coaching before and just this getting used to technology for me. And there's a lot of information. So I felt like I was just in kindergarten sort of. Yeah. We had some hurdles to get over, right? Like some mindset work about it being okay that you didn't know some of the technology, that it was new to you, that there was a lot of information and you kind of had to become this person that could decipher, this is my goal. Like I want this and I'm willing to have this uncomfortableness accessing it, or I only want to come for life coaching and I'm not going to even entertain some of this other stuff. Right. How did that go? Once you kind of figured out you had you know, you were like a sovereign business. You could just make decisions about what you were and weren't going to do. And I wasn't going to treat you any differently or be like, nope, you have to do everything a hundred percent or you're not invited. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is like all your stuff shows up in coaching, you know, like all the patterns that I had from childhood, like, and from my family and how you're supposed to do things in a rigid way. And even though group coaching is a choice that I make still, there was all this stuff around letting people down and not showing up a certain way. And that's all part of the whole process. Yeah. And so it can be confronting, but it can be comforting. There's a lot of different angles to this if you approach it from a deep perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not unlike people in treatment for myofascial release, wouldn't you say? It's like, sometimes it can just be a real shit show. And like, you're like paying a lot of money for this and you have to spend a lot of time. You're like, why is this making me so miserable? But I love it, but I hate it, you know? Yeah, (laughs) and always like, there's more you can do. And, and, And Heather, you give us so much information to that's at our disposal. I mean, you're beyond generous. And it's obvious all the work that you do to make things like really right for us. So really appreciate that. I'm glad that's your experience. It's really 
a fine line between like giving information and giving too much information and creating overwhelm. And like, and every single person is going to have a different tolerance for what's too much and what's not enough. So it's like constantly evaluating, like, is this discussion of high value for the majority of the people in the room? And is it of enough value for the people where it's not of high value that it could become high value for them later on? So yeah. And, and even back to the, the 60 second podcast, I mean, that just shows you that like a tiny little snippet can be really valuable. I mean, that's really what pulled me into coaching. <laughs> I love that so much. It can be that easy. And I think that that's such a good reminder too, for MFR therapists, like you don't have to do anything crazy in order to get clients. It's just like, being willing to say the words over and over and over and over again. And eventually like the right person is going to hear it and they're going to want to buy from you. They're going to want to get your help. And it's like having the confidence to say it over and over again and to show up just in little ways. And you never know who you're going to help. So I love to say to people that are kind of like anti-Facebook posters or anti-email senders or anti-Instagrammers or whatever. It's like, if your only intention is to help one person, you've done your job and you can't help but help lots of people when you're trying to impact one person, you're always going to impact more and you're not doing it for likes. You're not doing it for shares. You're not doing it for downloads or whatever. You're literally just doing it to help people. And I can't even tell you like how many of those 60 second snippets that are out there that have like zero likes, (laughs) you know, nobody has hearted them. I don't even know that people are seeing them. And I really do have like a very small audience. I probably always will do, will because there's just a finite number of MFR therapists out there in the world, right? It's not to everyone. And I kind of love it. Like I love having a small audience. I love having a small email list because I know that whoever's on it is like really someone that I'm helping. Right. So it's worth it. I feel that way about being an MFR therapist. I mean, as much as, you know, I would love to have like a big community here. I kind of like that we're so special. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think it's a, I think it's great. And we were talking before we started this, though I was saying, you know, you're kind of like, how did you come up with all of this stuff? Or how do you know what's going on in people's brains? And I'm like, well, because I am an MFR therapist and I would drive to work and feel like unfulfilled and not understand why and really believe in this work and then be completely frustrated by the healthcare system and like feel alone and that, but then also like being alone, you know, all the things it's just, it's me. <laughs> Hi, yeah, exactly. I'm just like you. <laughs> and that, and that's part of the whole coaching thing too, is just all of these like sort of contradictions that show up mm-hmm. in like in the process. Like I want to be in, but I can't be like, but still, if you're setting an intention to be in Like this has totally changed my life. Tell me how, like, give us an example of how people want to be like, what do you mean? (laughs) I can hope I can quantify it and qualify. But I mean, like I said before, having the support to take the jump. Like, so I went, I raised my rate. I've always been sort of higher in my area, which I would always advise people to start higher because then you can go higher. Then I love it. Start high. So you can go higher. Yes. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Yes. I love it. But, um, do you mind sharing your numbers? You're going to rip, rip the bandaid off, get fully exposed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of like vulnerable, but yeah. so last year I did 200,000 and That's amazing this year. 
and I worked my ass off, right? You know, yeah. and this year I don't have my number yet, but according to my accountant with like my tax situation that I, I had to pay a whole nother quarter of taxes. And this is, I raised my rate just to rip the bandaid off more from 185 to 250 yeah. in July. Mm-hmm. And my package price is 225. Okay. So before we go any further, I just want to take a minute and like go back in time to July when you did that rate increase. Yes. And tell us about what then happened in August. Then I had a $30,000 $30, month in August because, well, I offered like a very generous grace to my existing clients so that they could buy multiple packages and And they bought $30,000 worth in one month. Correct. I just love this so much. And I also want to remind everybody that Sarah is a massage therapist. Like she's, yeah, it's so good. Can I share something with you about that too? I'm glad you brought that up because when I was going through my divorce and my husband and I were sitting in front of the mediator, an older man, and he looked at my husband, he was talking to him about his finances. And then he looked at me and he goes, what are you going to do? I have Mm -hmm. three little boys, right? You know? Yeah. And I said, I'm going to be a massage therapist. Yeah. He looked at me and said, you'll never make any money. Mm. I hope he listens to this podcast. (laughs) And when I hear that, it's not like I go, oh, I'll show you. I wasn't like that. I was like, no. At first I was sort of like that. And then, and then my second thought was like, no, you know what? I own this because I've been through it. Like I know I'm being healed by touch and you can't steal my dream from me because I know it's true. Yeah. Imagine if you would have been like a little wobbly that day and then you like decided to do something else, you know, like, I'm so glad you didn't. And you're like, say whatever you want, dude, I'm going to, like, look at me now. Not yeah. only are you a massage therapist, you're 64 years old. You just said, right. You've been doing this for 20 years and yes. you just had a $200,000 a year. You had a $30,000 a month in September. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think people listening to this are going to be like, how in the hell, like what in the world? You just showed them the formula. You raised your rate. You gave a very generous offer to your existing clients. You had the faith that they would take you up on that offer. Not only did they take you up on that offer, but they bought $30,000 worth. And you still made money the rest of the year, correct? Yeah. And my new clients, like, and then I started, my old clients, you know, were on the old rate with those packages that they Mm -hmm. bought ahead. But my new client, I was like, I'm just going to start throwing it out there and hold my breath for a little while. Here it is. See what happens and have been paying it since then. New clients. Yeah. And you're, you're really busy still too, right? Like we've had this discussion. I'm really busy. Like just because you can sell this many doesn't mean you have to sell this many, right? Like you can book people out. Like we've been practicing what it feels like to let allow people to book way in advance and not sneak them in, not just because you can get them in, getting them in sooner so that you're taking really good care of yourself. That's right. How is that going? It's a practice. It is really amazing. I mean, people actually wait two months for me. Like, yeah. like that, and pay in advance. And, yeah. and on another note, 
like that feels good. Not that we're dependent on other people to give us confidence, but that feels like amazing. Like that's a new experience for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And also back to August, when my existing clients were buying packages, I was like, oh my God, like they really value this work. Like Mm. I was, I know I value it. Yeah. And they would come, but it was just, in a way, it was just another grounding down of like, pay attention to what's already here. Yeah. I think it opened your eyes to like how serious your clients take it and how supportive they are of you and how just what was possible for you. Like, would you have ever thought you could have a $30,000 a month? Never, never in a million years. And also like just to take that big jump to 250, I would have never done that without the boot camp. And the boot camp was like a really way for me to start, a really great way for me to start. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was sort of like I stuck my foot in it, my little toes in it, and mm-hmm. you got me what I wanted. My linear mind was like, I just want the rate. But yeah. I didn't realize I needed to look at my hours and start carving out like this time. So I wasn't so exhausted, but you validated and you almost like woke me up to how tired I am. Just like we do with our clients. It's like, they're yeah. like, oh my God, I didn't know I was so deeply tired, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I think we don't realize like how exhausted we are by our businesses or what are all of the things that we're doing in our business that are keeping our businesses exactly how we don't want them because we're unwilling to look at it and unwilling to take just tweaking things, just like one degree to have a completely different result because we just never question it. It's like, well, this is just what I've always done. So this is what I have to do. Or, you know, my clients are expecting me to show up this way. So I'm not allowed to change. And like, those thoughts are very dangerous and they're just very toxic for your business. So yeah, if I can help one person (laughs) to see that anything is possible in their business and they can change it, Like, I think you're such a good example of you've been in business for 20 years, literally nothing was going wrong from the outside of your business. But if we look inside, like if you would, you know, gauge your happiness level on a scale of one to 10, where you were when you joined Raise Your Rate Bootcamp, what do you think you'd put a number on like scale one to 10? I mean, four, maybe. But you thought four was a 10, right? At the time. Yeah, but I thought four was like, hey, I got a good thing going. You know, I can't complain. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just so grateful. And then on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you're at now? I feel like I'm at a, like a, an eight. I feel like I'm almost, there's still more for me to do. Like I can see more now, right? You've opened my eyes to Mm -hmm. the light. (laughs) I can see more of how amazing it is to sit with people with their objections and to like not get all wigged out about it. And like, I watch what you do when you're coaching, like I'm learning how to be like you sort of, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're so engaged with the person that's talking and you're such a good example of that. And I get to become more of that here too. Oh, I love that. That's like a good way too to like see, I guess when I'm talking about how do you overcome objections, like I guess coaching like 99% of the time is helping you overcome your own brain's objections to doing the things you want to do right the entire time. Like that's really what coaching is. So yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I also wanted to be coached. I told my psychologist, I said, I'm going into this 
because it's a process and a process, you know, like I want to see what she's doing. Yeah. Because I feel like we coach people here sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you are coach them to stay in. Yeah. But a lot of MFR therapists, I think just therapists in general, but I'll pick on you MFR therapists. Cause you're the ones listening. <laughs> you're the ones in front of me are they leave it up to their client to decide when they come back. They leave it up to their client to know what's best for them. They leave it up to their client to decide their treatment plan. And the problem with that is they're not the expert. They don't know what they're doing. So it's just a bullshit, like lazy way of giving your power away. And it doesn't serve the client and it doesn't serve your business ultimately. And do you want your name on results that walk out the door like half finished? No, not at all. No. And I think there is this thing about touch and like spirituality maybe and, and all this that it's that that we're not supposed to make money or something. Like I know that and it's like, you know, the other professions, doctors, lawyers, you know, it's okay for them to make money, but you know, we're supposed to be all heavenly. <laughs> yeah. Or theirs is justified because they paid so much to go to school that they deserve to make more. Right. And it's like, no, they just made a bad choice to go spend all that money ahead of time to get trained in that, right? Like they just made way better decisions. Yeah. So I think like massage therapists, I've always said since I started, like that I feel like we heal the world. And I think that if you're a massage therapist, I want you to value deeply what you do and know that you can make money just because you're quote, a massage therapist, that doesn't mean anything. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. You just made a quarter of a million dollars. (laughs) 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 What? What? I wanted to interrupt the podcast to let you know that raise your rate bootcamp live is coming back. Join me April 3rd through the 7th at 3 30 PM each day, central time zone. Learn how to raise your rate and get coached throughout the entire process, start to finish. Completely change what is possible for your business in just five days. Reserve your spot now. There is limited space available. You're going to want to join me live as there will not be any replays of this free event. And April Group Coaching Enrollment is happening April 5th through the 7th. So be ready to join then too. Remember, Raise Your Rate Live Bootcamp happening April 3rd through the 7th, 3.30 p.m. each day, Central Time Zone. Mark your calendars. You don't want to have any excuse not to join us live. See you there. What is it that you thought you were going to learn? And then what actually happened for what you learned? (laughs) Was there like kind of a juxtaposition there from what you thought you were buying versus what you got? I think originally I got into... I wanted the experience. I was like, I'm ready to be coached. Hmm. And I didn't really know what to expect. So I don't know if I had like a huge expectation after getting my rate up. You know, I was kind of linear about it, just around the rate. What I've gotten out of it is it's hard for me to like quantify. Let me ask you at least in a different okay, way. Like, so you got, you got in it to raise your rate. You kind of like, we kind of checked that off like fairly soon, yeah. like within what, four weeks of the program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you had worked on it a little bit ahead of coming in. Cause you signed up early. What has kept you coming back? Cause now you're in your third round of coaching. 
Yeah. What keeps you coming back? Uh, I think for me, I don't want to feel rushed when I'm learning new ways of being. Mm -hmm. And for me to feel like I have to cram all my learning into one session of coaching Mm -hmm. is just gives me like a panic attack. Like it's like, (laughs) what's the use? You know, like what's what's the use? Like I'm either really in or I'm not in. That's me. That's just me. That's just me. Mm -hmm. And so I find, and also I think your coaching has taught me to say this, to say this in quotes to my clients work with me for a year. Cause I told you that I wanted to work with you for a year. I know you did. And I was like, you know what? I think you're the first person to say that to me. And like, I'm going to start having that thought about all my clients. All my clients could want to work with me for a year or they'll want to work with me for a year. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like we go through these seasons, Mm -hmm. like this wheel of one year, and there's a lot of intrinsic possibilities for change in a year. Yeah. A lot happens. Yeah. So for me, I was, I've just been noticing that I just, I'm just trying to slow everything down and have enough time to kind of do it my way inside your container. And, you know, like, yeah, we all do it our way in your container. Yeah, it's true. That's true. There's like right now there's 20 different businesses doing, we're all on the same mission, right? The same intentions are there but we've got people that haven't even opened their businesses. We've got people like you that have been in business for 20 years. We've got people who are leaving corporate physical therapy jobs to open up their own practice or like switch from their side hustle to a full-time practice. So everybody is at a different stage. And there's a lot of people in this round that have been in for multiple rounds. Like we have someone that's been in for, this will be like her first year, total year in the program. And it's just like, not a problem. I think in the beginning, I didn't know how to sell the program as like a repetitive thing. It seemed like just get in and get out. And lots of people have done that and been fine. But it's like, you never know what's coming next in your business and what next thing you're gonna have to burn down to become the next version of what you want. And that is painful. (laughs) And it, it can happen so much quicker when you don't have to actually burn your soul down in order to make the transformation. You can just like have a small little backyard bonfire, burn it down, roast some marshmallows and go right back in and not miss a beat, you know, cause we've got a lot of, there's so much drama, like business is mainly a math problem and drama. And I feel like coaching brings us back to the math problem. Like we can solve everything on it, that intellectual level. And for all of the drama, like we get to not succumb to the drama, but also be a human around the drama that comes up, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that being with you for a long time, it's just a great way to grow and educate myself and feel the support. And I don't know if that's answering your questions or not. It's hard for me to like, really hard to put it in words. I think like what what exactly goes on. You know, it's like, it's a little bit of a mystery. It's kind of like how we explain fascia and how, you know, like the piezoelectric effect interleukinates and like the, all of the sciencey stuff that goes into it. Like it can get a little murky, murky and be like, what, what do you, what exactly happens in there? Yeah. I don't know. You guys will have to join and find out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like watching the group coaching on the zoom calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, I learned so much 
from what you're saying to whoever's got their hand raised and talking, no matter where they are Mm -hmm. in their process, in their business. You said that from the very beginning. And it is amazing that you can learn so much from someone that's just starting their business by how you're coaching them and what you're saying to them. Like there's just so much in every call. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad you get so much out of it. Okay. Out of all of the changes you've made in your business recently, what do you envision is coming next for your business? Like what's happening one or five years from now? Like, are you setting your business up so that you can have a retirement and not be doing this anymore? Or like, what are your goals? Well, it's interesting because it, it like always sort of combines with your personal life too, which I'm sort of in transition in that part of my life too. So, but I don't feel like I'll ever fully retire because I just love doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more rigid with my less hours and so that I have more space in my life for the rest of my life and my family. Mm -hmm. And I may take on another therapist someday. I'm Mm -hmm. not 100% sure. I've always wondered about that. But I think just getting more solid around my hours and getting my online booking going. But I'm definitely, I think from you, what I've gotten to is that I'm definitely capable of changing my business. And that is huge. Like I just got a new email address. I just changed my server. I got a new computer. So I'm kind of, I'm updating. It's been 20 years. So I'm like updating. Yeah. You're supporting that. Mm Mm-hmm. And that can be really scary. Like for some people in group, just getting a website is like the most freaky thing that they've ever done or online booking, right? And we're slowly inching you towards online booking. (laughs) Yes. It may take us all year, but we will get you there (laughs) and it'll be fine. Like, and this is the other thing I've told you. It's like, you have to deal with my objections in coaching one day. Yeah, but it's fine. Like, cause this is the other thing too. It's like, you might at the end of the day, at the end of the year, like you have complete permission for me. You have to give it to yourself to not ever have online booking if you don't want it, right? It's just like, we get to decide, you get to decide what do I want to automate and what don't I want to automate? You know, what would my business be like? What would my life be like? What is the cost of doing business for not having online booking? And what is the cost of doing business, the cost to myself for having online booking and you get to, you get to decide and you also can make decisions and change your mind whenever you want. That's the cool thing. But there's a complete difference between like spinning in overwhelm and spinning in non-decision making, which is what I believe the, one of the most valuable parts of coaching is it's like, I'm going to be there to be like, look, you are obviously avoiding feeling this and this and this. So this is why you're not making a decision or you just are afraid of these things and you're not making the decision. Like, are you willing to feel afraid and do this anyway and just test it out knowing that you can always make a different decision? And I think there's so much relief in knowing like you can change your mind. It's like John says, no matter how far down the path you've gone, turn around, it's not working out for you. Yeah, and you do give, you know, and that's been a realization working with you too. It's like, wow, you're giving me permission to do, and you say it all the time. You can do what you like. You do what you want, you know. But here's yeah, like, I'm not the boss. It's showing up, right? Exactly. And so you give you give us the autonomy, but at the same time, you're like nudging us a little. Yeah, I'll just tell you how it is. I'll be like, this is, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> 
a question. Call me on my stuff. That's right. I do that to everybody. Okay. So if we go back to the beginning, when you were saying you were afraid of me, what, like now that you know me, <laughs> are you still afraid of me? Or were you just, were you actually just afraid because you knew you're going to love everything I said, and then you were going to have to make changes. Were you more afraid of like the changes that you knew you were going to be making or afraid of me individually? I think I was afraid that you were going to make me do something that I didn't want to do. Right. Yeah. Like I'm like five years old. Right. <laughs> I'm just not that powerful, Sarah. That's just my shit, you know? (laughs) So you were so strong and powerful on your podcast, the 60 seconds that I- Those 60 seconds of power. Once a month or something. (laughs) And I know that like, I can come across that way too with people. So like, I get it. But no, you're just, you've amazed me in your patience and how gentle you are and how you show up silly and- show yourself. I've never heard that come out of anyone's mouth, but yours that I'm gentle. Cause you've said that before. You're like, you're a gentle coaching. And I'm like, when was I gentle? I, I think I, you're really gentle. I think I appreciate really that. I appreciate it. And you're patient and I love it. And also I've seen you grow this year. Like you've grown. I can't help it. Like being like having to coach in a group has forced me to really up my coaching game. Like when you're coaching one-on-one, you can really be lazy because you can just like solve everything in an hour for one, you know, with one person. But when you have 20 or we had 24 in our last round, but from now going forward, the groups are just going to be 20. I, I just really like that number. That's a lot of people to be responsible with like their businesses. Like it's a big deal. So I want to be varsity level coaching, just like everybody wants to have varsity level MFR skills. And it's really important to me to get everybody to their goal, not just the three shiny people at the top of the class that everything seems to be working out for because they've been working with me for a year. You know, like that's just, you know, the reality is, is it can take several rounds of coaching to get to the goal that you want. It costs a lot of money and everybody that's gone through coaching figures out how to make their investment back and how to get people on their schedule. Like they can do this if they're out of their own way. You know, there are always going to be people that it takes longer for, and that's actually not a problem. It's really not. But it's the same paradigm or the same template as MFR. Yeah. Exactly. Like everything you're going through in your business is what your clients are experiencing in their MFR journey. Exactly. And that helps us show up because we're going through this. If you're able to see yourself inside the process, right? Yeah. Like then you can, you're like, wow, I can actually show up better for my clients because I can relate to this journey. I'm doing coaching journey, but wow. Like now I know something better to say to them you know, something more succinct or something more compassionate or something to say to that person to, or I become a better coach with them because I'm being coached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause your mind is managed. You're not showing up to them thinking like, I need this person to like me. I need them to buy from me. I, you know, you don't have any needs that they need to fulfill. Right. And that is worth it. So like you are able to sell MFR much more cleanly when you're not attached to the outcome. And like your only goal is to help them get to their goal. Right. And that's being in relationship with your client 
Like yeah. you're just showing up for the relationship. Yep. And that's it. You're not showing up to have like some missing need met by them. And if they say no, then you're going to go have a spiral. I mean, this still happens, but like less often, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's much cleaner if you approach it like you're in a relationship with a person. Like it's just about the relationship. I just want to honor the relationship, you know? Yeah. And, but if you come in, like, ah, I have to do something, you know, then there's just all this pressure in the room. Yeah. Or this client is so annoying or this client is always late. And it's like, Hey, guess what? You get to start having boundaries and I'm going to show you how to do it. And the only person responsible for it is you as a therapist. (laughs) Like, yeah, really good at it. That's what you've taught us. And just, you know, it goes back to being on your own and in your own business, you know, it was sometime during our coaching that I was like, oh my God, I'm the only one that can do these things. Like I'm the only one that can give myself a day off. Yeah. You're the boss. And that's what I always wanted. Right. Like, cause I don't want somebody else telling me what to do. Right. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, it was like this major epiphany. It's like the only way out is you going through it and decide mm. like, I have to do it. So I think I had these momentary lapses. Like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't know how I can do this. Like I was trapped, mm-hmm. you know, like people are trapped in their bodies, right? You know, see yeah. us. But then you showed me how I was big enough and confident enough and that, and I deserved it in a way, you yeah. know? Or like you could withstand whatever emotion was going to come up in your body if you disappointed others, right? It was like, being willing to disappoint others to not disappoint yourself and right. realizing like you're just not responsible for other people's thoughts and feelings. That's a major discovery, I think. I still have to remind myself of that daily. Like that's just how the world works. Like I'm not responsible for making my kids happy. I'm not responsible for making my husband happy. I'm not responsible for making my clients happy, right? Like I'm responsible for doing the things that help me show up in a way that's amazing. And when I do that, it's almost inevitable that everybody else around me like gets that same feedback. Like, oh, I feel good being around Heather or whatever. And when I'm being an asshole, like people think I'm an asshole because that's how I'm behaving when I'm not meeting those needs. Right. And then you think you're an asshole because, you know, like it's like a double whammy when you can't show up as a whole person for your people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we'll, we'll go out of our way to show up like that for our clients in this like fake kind of way and then go home and be assholes at home, you know? And like, that's not good. (laughs) Maybe I'm just telling on myself, but yeah, like that's one of those things that I'm constantly working on is like, how do I maintain how I show up for my clients, like into my personal life all day long, not just for like a few hours at a time. Right. Because you get a different kind of feedback from family than you get from clients, right? Like I'm on the Zoom screen with people all day long that are like, thank you so much for helping me, right? And my my kids are like, why didn't you wash my underwear last night? Yeah. <laughs> why aren't there any spoons? <laughs> why isn't there dog hair everywhere? I don't know you guys, but I just coached really well. Does anybody care about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Side topics, side topics. I get a lot of coaching to maintain myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Hey, I get a lot of, I get a lot of good stuff back from the work that I do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So is there anything else you want to tell about your experience or any advice that you would give to the person that's listening to the 60 second clip of this? (laughs) 
thinking, <laughs> oh, maybe I could have a $30,000 a month, or maybe I could join coaching and start an MFR business. What would you tell those people? Well, I mean, from the coaching standpoint, I would say definitely jump in and just wing it for a while, you know, like just jump in and, and marinate in the container and do what you can do in it. But also like as an MFR therapist, just keep getting as much treatment as you can get for yourself so that you can show up the way you want to for your people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just MFR treatment that nourishes us. I know that, but it also makes you a better therapist because you, as John says, you know, you can feel more Yeah. You're more aware. And then the byproduct of all of that is, is that you get to show up more as yourself. Mm, Yeah. And that feels really good. Yeah. Your Your authentic self. Yeah. What would you say to people that have an objection about spending the money on their business to get coaching? Like, would you say the investment's been worth it even after multiple investments? I would say a hundred percent. The investment has been worth it for me. With that said, there are times where I wondered, like, what am I doing? You know, because I haven't been able to engage sometimes as much as I wanted to. But again, like I told you in the very beginning, for everybody's needs are different, right? You know, but for me, the container itself of being in coaching and sort of this little thing in the back of my head that, you know, it keeps me moving towards mm-hmm. the future that I want. It keeps me moving. Whether I'm like engaged in every single thing or not, it still keeps me moving. That's me. But I would say definitely step into it. You can always, you know, do one group or one series, but the investment is immeasurable, really. Yeah. The return on investment. I mean, it would be interesting to add up your numbers like before. Do you have your numbers from before coaching and then like during coaching? Because you don't have an after yet. You've just been a during. (laughs) I think I have, I think I did my numbers the first half of last year. Yeah. Okay. I don't know exactly what those are. I'm, I was looking at the annual, right. You know, like annual, the annual. So the year before last, right. was 200,000 at the end of this year, which is a half a year with you will be 240 or something. Okay. So you increased your, your revenue by 40,000. And I've taken more time off. And that's the other thing. We didn't talk that much about time. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good thing to bring up is like the, anyone can hustle to a hundred or $200,000, right. right. Which sounds like in 2021 was pretty hustly. Yes. Like working super hard. So how much more time off have you given yourself in 2022? Specifically, I would say I probably had six more weeks. That's awesome. I spent more time. I've just kind of hit the effort button and said, I'm taking time off to see my kids and they live in other states. And, you know, I'm going to stop cramming everything into these little tiny bits of time. And that's another thing. Like I got so, I was so fried on time, right? Like, I just felt like I was huffing and puffing all the time. You know, it's just like, I start literally, I think it was starting to affect my health. Mm -hmm. Well, I think just in like looking at you from where, where you were, like, I feel like you've aged in reverse since the time I met you, if that makes sense. Like you look a lot younger now than you did when we first met. I mean, you're still beautiful even when we first met, but like 
I can just see the the ease in your face. Like you seem to uh, like present with so much more real joy. Yes. Like it just exudes from you. I feel that. I feel that. And the coaching in combination with getting MFR treatments is like, it's like the greatest. It's, I love it's that. the greatest. I also think I need to start like tracking this metric, I think in my program, but it would be interesting to see how many more people go to T4T or skill enhancement while they're actually in the coaching container or right before or right after compared to like, it's so many people. And that's a great, I mean, to me, that's just like the perfect drink, you know, like it's the perfect combination. Mm -hmm. One thing supports the other. And that's another thing I've found that, you know, I'm getting more and more treatment as I get older. And it's not just because I'm aging, but it's because. Well, maybe the priority level has changed, but what if the priority level was this high 20 years ago? Yeah. And I've always gotten a lot, but now it's way more intentional. You know, now it's like, my goal is I'd love to have an intensive once every quarter. Yeah. Why not? You can't make it happen if you don't put that on your goal list. Right. And not just as like a bucket list item, but it's like, no, I'm, how do I fund this? How do I do this? Or same with like coaching for a whole year. Like, okay, I want to coach for a whole year. So like intentionally I'm going to have to save that money or set, you know, be able to afford it or intentionally go to T for T every quarter. Like you could totally do that. The hardest part for you is going to be saying no to the clients that want you. Right. And allowing the guilt, allowing all the go-to feelings for when you say no to this thing, to say yes to yourself. Well, and yes. And what I've noticed with doing more intensives is that for myself is that I'm doing like the more intensives I get for me, the more my clients show up wanting to do intensives. Yeah. I come back from my intensives and tell them like all about it. Cause I'm just like, they are like, I'm just like, them. yeah. And it's rolling into my practice mm. and I don't put a discount on my intensives. Good. Why would you, right? Like come for this better reason. My packages, but I don't, yeah. I don't discount my intensives because I feel like I don't want to discount them because they're special. They are special. They are special. And especially like it, and it's also very special to be getting that kind of treatment in those kinds of ways from therapists like you that are really doing, like you're really doing the work, you're walking the talk and you're, you're following through and you're very committed to your own self-care and not only just so you can feel good, but like, so that you always remain a patient and you always know, like, you're on a journey with your patients as a patient, as a therapist. So you're not disconnected. It's not weird for you when they have a healing crisis. You're like, oh yeah, I had one on Tuesday, still having one or whatever. You're not panicking. So they don't panic. Yes. It's really important and vital. And that's, that's the difference for like, I think any like new therapist that maybe stumbled across this episode and they're thinking like, oh my gosh, 20 years of hands-on plus all these seminars and all this stuff. And it's like, Yes. And you can quickly become very seasoned by getting a ton of treatment and really investing in that instead of waiting for another seminar. It's like, don't wait and only get treated at seminars. Go to as many seminars as you can. Don't go there just to build your confidence in it. Come to coaching for that, but get the treatment, feel the treatment in your body, pay for MFR treatment. So then it's not weird for you to charge for it because you're willing to pay for it. I think that's also really like one of my best things I ever came up with saying is like, don't trade for MFR anymore. Go pay for it. 
there's a huge value in that money exchange. And when you can do it, it's not weird for you to receive the money on your end either. I think that was one of the first things that you said in the very beginning, you validated what I had already been doing, but you said, if you pay for your MFR, you're going to be able to ask people to pay for your MFR. You know, they charge a lot of money in different places. And, and, and I tell my clients it's worth it. I go there because I get good care. Right. You know, and they know, I always, I always say to them, I drive two hours. I spend a lot of money. I buy a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I don't work that week. Yep. It's a, if you look at it financially, it's a big, it's a big investment. I'm going to be doing that next week. I'm driving two and a half hours away. I'm staying in a hotel for multiple nights. I've got someone hired to come in and coach my group for me. So like I can be fully there and really take care of myself. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I'm going to fascial pelvis pretty soon for the eighth time. So (laughs) (laughs) that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I really appreciate you being here and sharing your story with us. It's really fun. Like I love everybody that comes through coaching, but I especially root on the massage therapist because I'm a massage therapist. And I think sometimes we have a chip on our shoulder about physical therapists and the occupational therapists being smarter than us. And so like they can charge more, they can do more, people are going to want to go to them. And it's just not true. Like, yes, they're very smart because they've gone on for education, but lots of us have degrees in other things too. And the, the bottom line is, even if you don't, we have been through the exact same John Barnes training, and that's what we're basing all of this treatment on. And we're all the same in that regard. And it's really important to value ourselves as equal to all the other modality, like all the other letters after the names, like it's not any more or less important. So that's great. And that it's so true. It's so true. This has Mm -hmm. been great fun. This has been fun. Thank you. We'll have to have a follow-up with you, you know, maybe six months from now and see how you're doing. See what's changed. See if you ever got online booking. Okay. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Be like, Sarah, where can people find you if they're looking for you? My website is bodyhearttherapy.com. Okay. What is your handle on Instagram? It's myofascialheal underscore Sarah. Okay. So myofascialheal underscore Sarah. You can go check her out on Instagram. And hopefully if you're catching just this audio clip, you actually go and listen to the podcast. Are you going to listen to this podcast when it comes out? Yes, Heather, maybe. No, I'm going to listen to it. I was like, I don't need to. I just come for the coaching calls. It's fine. No, it's not true. It's not true. I'm getting, I'm, I get more and more evolved every day with your, with your group coaching. You do. <laughs> I love it so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. For more information on how to join group coaching, you can just go to my website, www.themfrcoach.com and sign up for my free training, get on my email list and enroll in group coaching. I'll see you there. Thanks, Sarah. We'll see y'all next week on another episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon, and at advanced John Barnes MFR seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week.
Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.